Well, hello and welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast, episode number 62. Um, Christopher Thomas Sasser. I don't ever say like my full name. That was, that feels weird. I'm really go by Sass for most people. I'm here with my friends, uh, Amy Diller and Carrie Ray, and we are headed. Uh, we're like in the middle of the holiday season. If you're listening to this kind of at the normal time when we release it, uh, Thanksgiving is gone. Christmas is coming and I uh, hope everybody is doing well. Here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about uh, caring for your soul and, and how can you intentionally slow down and maybe take a little bit of time to rest. And, and, and Amy, like I have like the official like question for you here in a minute where this is, this is not that, um, <laughs> but like, like, do you feel like uh, the, the holidays slow down for you or speed up? Um, it always seems like they're on fast forward. It doesn't matter, you know, what job I've worked. It just, it's full steam ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of got to, you're trying to sort of wrap up the year while you're in the midst of all these crazy festivities. And then, right. you know, the new year's coming. And so there's kind of going to be a newness there, but it's just sort of a weird sort of feels. And it is, it is. Work, it's sort uh, of like, um, you know, sitting on the very edge waiting to jump in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Carrie, how about for you? Like holiday time, uh, do things like speed up, slow down? What, what, what goes on in your world? Well, with, um, two school-aged children at home, um, I would say it picks up. There are more things that we have to go to, attend, hoops we have to jump through, costumes we have to buy, um, things for both of them are singing in different choirs now. So there's choir concerts and there's um, stuff you have to buy for that. And there's this you have to go to and that you have to go to. And after, after party this, that party that. So it's constant. And, you know, you got, work parties and family obligations. It's, it's just a lot. There's a lot of things happening. <laughs> a lot of things happening. So it sounds like this is a pretty timely conversation. Like how can we figure out how to slow down and rest <laughs> in life in the midst of the craziness and the chaos? So he, here's, here's the official question, uh, you know, cause I have to ask both you guys an official question as we get into things. And sometimes it's just a silly question that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. These questions today actually uh, very much apply to what we're talking about. Amy, you're going first today. Oh boy. On a scale of one to 10, um, how fast paced is your life? 10 is like off the charts. One is like, we do nothing and watch Netflix all the time. <laughs> I wish it was zero, but no, I, I'm usually sitting around a seven or an eight. Ooh, seven or eight. That's higher than I think you would have said. Uh, yeah. why a seven or an eight? Um, I do a little bit of everything right now. So I tutor, I volunteer at our church. I write for ministry to parents and in, in the midst of that, plus the just day to day and appointments here and there. And it, it always seems like I'm trying to catch that day when everything is just downtime. Gotcha. It just doesn't ever show up, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay, Carrie Ray, you get a different question because um, I think I know how you would answer that that question that I asked Amy. So here's what I'm going to ask you. On a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you with sort of the pace of life that you normally live? 10 means I'm super happy. I love it. 1 means I hate this junk. <laughs> I mean, not like, not you hate your job. It just, you hate. No, no, I don't. I don't yeah, you get it. I, um, 
I will tell you the pace of life recently, it's going to, it's usually depending on when you ask. So I know that's a, a cop out, right? You're going to say it depends. Yep, it is. Um, I would say this time last year, I would have been um, literally this time last year, we were, I was just starting a new new place here at Wine360, um, just getting in the seat, um, trying to figure out what in the world I was doing, having left uh, the world I knew, which was youth ministry inside of a local church for almost 30 years. Uh, so everything was new. Everything was different. My family was in a different state. I was traveling back and forth. Um, it was it was wild. It, it was while I was living, you know, couch surfing with people. So I would say at that time, you would ask me a year ago today, I would tell you it would have been probably a three, maybe a two. Um, just It was just rough. Um, the pace was just crazy and chaos. Uh, I would say now, uh, now that everybody, we finally moved uh, to Birmingham, Alabama, my family is in the same state with me. Uh, I've got everything and everybody together. Um, things have at least gotten a little more routine. Um, and so I, I can give it a healthy, I give it a healthy eight and a half. Okay. That, that's actually a really, really good number, isn't it? I, I think so. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I feel like there's seasons of life. There's seasons um, of a year. Um, but I think in this season currently, and I, and I guess I have such a, something very familiar, very um, in the not too recent past to compare it to. Yeah, so that's, that's right. where I, for me, I, I have a very, I can lay it side by side with this time last year and say, Whoa, man, I would say this time. Yeah. Good eight and a half last time, maybe a two. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you know, we're not really going to talk about um, specifically how to develop a kind of a good intentional rhythm. We've actually already done that a few months ago. So if you want to kind of hear about, you know, some practical suggestions on how you can develop kind of a good pace of life and a good rhythm, go back and listen to uh, one of our previous episodes. But what we want to talk about now is what are some kind of intentional things that we can do to really care for our soul, to slow down and to rest and maybe not just have, have seasons of that, but maybe have um, like a mindset of that. Of course, there are times where we are going to be busier and life is going to be more chaotic, sometimes not of our own choosing, either of our <laughs> employers choosing or our you know 10 year olds choosing or our 25 year olds choosing. Who knows um, when those seasons of life are going to kind of go crazy. But what are some things that, that you guys would suggest to people who are you know in ministry, uh, some ways to intentionally slow down and to rest. And Amy, let's kind of, you know, go, go to you first. What are one or two things that kind of come to mind of maybe how you do it or just, you know, ways that you've seen it done well and what you would encourage people with? Well, I think first of all, we have to reprioritize. It's like you said, having a mindset. Um, we thrive on busyness. I haven't met anyone who doesn't answer the question, how are you doing with, you know, I'm busy. busy. Like, <laughs> oh, it's really busy around here. And that seems to be a year round thing. But at Christmas time, with all of the, like Carrie was saying with his kids, you know, all of the different events and parties and programs and having to, you know, Christmas shop and trying to make it all picture perfect. Um, we thrive on that, even when we feel like we're under pressure. And so we have to shift that mindset from, I like to be busy because I feel productive and I feel like I'm part of the season and I feel like this is what I should do. And, um, you know, we have to stop that train of thought that busy is better because it's not. 
Yeah, totally true. Because because it's almost like we just get sucked into that busy is better mindset, and we we feel somehow more valuable and more productive if we're if we're super busy. And so, Carrie, what what are kind of some of the the first things that come to mind for you when you think about you know the idea of intentionally slowing down and resting? I guess I'm going to go back to what I said a minute ago of sometimes we're fighting against it and we're, you know, it's kind of like weight loss in January. You're I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to be less busy. I'm going to lose 55 pounds. Um, yeah. I think you have to realize there's, there's rhythm and then there are seasons to things. Um, and so I think the first thing to do is take an honest step back and a 30,000 foot view and say, Hey, is this just a season? Is it just, Hey, we've got two kids playing two different sports that practice on the same day in two different places in town within the, you know, the next 30 minutes of each other. Um, is it that, and will that, will that season end at a certain time? Or is this a pattern that we have established in our family where it is constant and consistent? Um, of just filling in, just gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Um, as Amy was saying, you know, we, I think we are, <laughs> we are, um, we are as addicted to busy as we are addicted to caffeine. Um, and we, we feel like I, I do sometimes, at least I will be honest. I, I feel like, you know, when there's, when you're not busy, um, what do you, what do you do? You sit there and go, I guess I should be doing something. Um, right. That's the first thing you think. And then you feel bad. No, I'm on vacation. I'm, I'm so, for I, Seriously, for me, I used to be able to, you know, take a couple of days, two days, three days, you know, long weekend and feel refreshed and renewed and, and ready to go back after it. I can't do that anymore. It it literally takes me, I need a week and a half because I need that first four or five days just to slow down because it's such a shock to my system to be still um, or to slow down or um, to, to pace, uh, to change the pace a little bit. It's just such a shock. So I think we need to, the first thing I said, I think we need to um, just acknowledge, or at least see, hey, is this a season or is this something, is this a pattern? Um, and be honest. You, you got to be honest. You got to look in the mirror and, and look at your family and look at your schedules and, and, and be open and honest as to why it's that way. And, you know, what's driving that? Why um, is it your kids just want to be a part of everything? And you don't want to say no. Is it you just want to you you feel like you have to be busy because everybody around you is busy? Is it because you know busyness keeps me from having to deal with family members that I don't want to have to deal with? Um, what what you know what is it in your family that that keeps you guys that way? And is it a pattern or is it something that's just seasonal uh, for such a time as this? You know, Carrie, you mentioned there kind of the, the idea that that when we're not busy, when we're not doing something, we feel like we should be doing something. That makes me wonder, like, are, are we somehow scared of rest? Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. I, and I would say yes, because um, as a culture, as a society, um, as individuals in that society, we value productivity. Um, look, at, look at an iPhone and how many things you can do at one time. We, we you know, we, all the apps you download are either games or their productivity apps, do it faster, do more, do better, keep up with all the things you're doing. Um, you know, that's the latest update recently of, um, was it iCal or maybe Google calendar was now you can, uh, list different colors and different zones in which you're in, if you're in the work zone or a home zone, so you can <laughs> categorize where you are in your schedule based on where you are. 
Um, I think that alone speaks to our maybe addiction to to busyness. Um, you know, I, I used to uh, we used to have on our wall, you know, that you know the the season of life where um, I guess it was that time where everybody had the vinyl, you know, the vinyl stuff on your wall that was writing on the wall. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had one of those, um, and <laughs> one of them above um, above our crib. Uh, for our our second child, for Brooks, or over his crib, it said, "Be still, and know that I'm that I'm the Lord, that I'm God." Um, I remember looking at that and always going, "Oh, that's scary," because I'm yeah. really bad at that. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't like, you know, scripturally doesn't say, "Hey, consider being still, yeah, and knowing that I'm God." Consider, hey, why don't you be still? It's like, be still, maybe be still. It's do this, be yeah. still. And recognize me. And I think those of us in the church, um, as people who ministry and, and run ministries inside churches, man, that is a difficult one. I mean, when are we still? When are we intentionally still? When are we intentionally slow down, hit pause? Um, because you know, the second you do, the first thing out of somebody's mouth was, hmm, guess well, sure would be nice to get to do what you're doing. Or <laughs> You know, the the famous one in student ministries, you go to camp and everybody comes back. Well, how was your vacation? You know, it's that kind of <laughs> like, oh, you're going to have a vacation. You need to take a vacation after your vacation. Well, that must be nice. You spent a week in Florida. Yeah. With a bunch of students that are not mine, not my children to keep up with. I was managing your children. Uh, so, yes, I'm going to take a couple of days of a breather. And you have no idea the conversations that we had to have with your children. Right. Right. Volunteer. Try that out. See how it goes. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah, you know, it's, it's that, I mean, there's, there's people that, you know, we, as, as people, we make kind of snide remarks about it. We make comments about it. Um, we, we don't value rest. We, we don't, we kind of, we, we kind of look down our noses at it and say it's weak. Um, you know, you know, mm. what's it, what's the phrase? I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. 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 Well, it's so funny that you use that word value and you did mention how much we value productivity in life and how we, we feel. And you know, again, this goes back to a, a previous podcast conversation. We feel the pressure to perform. We feel like when we, you know, value rest and, and kind of being rejuvenated that, that we're not doing what we're quote unquote supposed to do. So I guess the, the question for me that begs to be answered is how do we get to a place where we value rest? And how, how, how do we value it consistently in such a way that it gives us life, the, the very life that we need to continue doing the ministry <laughs> that God's called us to do? So any ideas from either one of you on things that we can do to value rest? I think we have to practice it. Like, we don't mm-hmm. know how to rest. You know, like Carrie was saying, just we're all over the place and in ministry, we're doing so many things. And I don't know that we know what to do with ourselves when we have time to rest. And, you know, going back to that verse that Carrie said was over their baby crib, you know, be still and know. And we don't know how to be still. Like we are constantly, we're doers. We are doers at home. We're doers at work. Um, If you're working on a church staff, there's so much to do. That's part of what your job description is, that you're a doer, you're a minister. And we have to practice it. We have to learn what rest looks like. I think before you can value it, you have to be able to stop, hit the pause button and say, okay, I'm depleted. 
What do I need to do? What will fill me up? And I think it's going to just like having to learn how to do anything. It's going to be awkward at first, you know, learning how to ride a bike. We're tipping all over and everywhere our heads turned, that's where the wheels went. And I think it's the same thing when your rest is a skill to develop. Um, it's not a check the boxes and move on to the next thing. It really is, you know, finding out what personally fills you up and being able to just be in the Lord's presence instead of thinking about what you have to do next. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that in the ministry side of things, um, I'll speak on both halves of, of a parent and as a ministry leader on the ministry leader side. One of the things that I had to put into practice, Amy, was um, scheduling it. I know that sounds terrible, mm-hmm. right? You're scheduling your rest. Um, but I did because if I didn't, um, something else would steal that time away. Right. Uh, there's always there's always something. Uh, whether you're in children's ministry, student ministry, pick a ministry. Um, if you were in ministry of any type, we work with people and people have needs and those needs are never, ever convenient to your timing and your schedule. Um, and there's going to be, well, I'll get to that in a second, there, but scheduling it because there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something that steals that time or that competes for that time. And so you're going to have to block it off and then the second part of that is you're going to have to learn to say no to some things, some mm-hmm. good things, um, some things you might enjoy, some things you might really prefer at times, but you're going to have to say no and and take the the thing that comes with that, which is sometimes the, the looks you get or the comments made along mm-hmm. the side. And, well, you know, I guess you're too busy to help us, you know, just going, no, I, I had to block off this time. Um, I have to be of some use later on. I can't just burn myself completely out. Um, but one of the things I did in, in the ministry lead side of things was was to schedule a time. And I, I started with one one week a year and got to where I was doing two weeks a year on either side of the of the calendar where I would go. Uh, this was when I was actually serving at Church of North Carolina. And there was actually a retreat place that allowed you, if you were on staff at a church, you could come stay there for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like a one room thing on the side of a mountain. Um, and you could eat there. It was a camp or a retreat center. And they let you eat in their cafeteria, whatever, if you wanted to. Um, but you did, you just go sit there by yourself. <laughs> There's no TV. <laughs> uh, there was nothing, there was nothing to really distract you. It was just you, um, you and the view. Um, and so you, you, you were there and man, it, the first time I went, it was incredibly awkward. Um, I twiddled my thumbs for the first day. I fell asleep a bunch just sitting still. It's amazing how, you know, when you're tired and exhausted, when you do sit still, you, you pass out <laughs> and and I had to be okay and go, that's okay. That there's nothing wrong with that. That my body said, Hey, I need some time. I'm going to shut everything down for a little while. I need some time. You know, I had big plans. I was going to read 17 books, you know, and, <laughs> and, and do all this stuff. And, and I didn't do a lot of it and it was okay. I, I was there. Um, and after I did it once, you know, I, so, you know, I'm going to try to do this twice a year. And I, and I got in the habit of doing it. Um, and I would say something similar as a dad and a husband um, of pushing our family for that, um, of mm-hmm. scheduling that time and, you know, being the bad guy or the bad mom. Sometimes you have to say no to some things that your kids want to do. You know, 
every weekend somebody's got a birthday. <laughs> it, it happens all the time. There's a lot, you know, you have more than one child. Everybody's got a birthday party at some point. Um, you know, coaches want to practice, games want to play. Um, there's some things our rule in our house is if they've committed to something, they're going to follow through with it. So I'm not going to take them away from a practice or, or a game that they've committed to or a small group that they've committed to at church or a serving opportunity they've committed to. But there may be other times where I say, no, I know you want to play this and this right now. I know you want to be on your phone. We're not going to do it. We're going to put everything down and we're going to, we're going to be today. And the boredom is real. Um, <laughs> you know, the pushback and the, but it's boring. Um, you know, we, we, we have a society has forgotten how to be bored. We have people mm-hmm. forgotten how to be bored, especially our children. Um, have forgotten how to be bored and boredom is not a bad thing. It's, it, you know, it's, it's not a boogeyman. It is where creativity comes from. And, um, it, there's some great things with boredom that we can learn about ourselves and about the world around us and just, and being, and can be inside of our own world sometimes and just drift away for a little bit, but boredom is not a bad thing. Um, so those are the two things as a ministry leader, schedule the time as a, as a family schedule the time. Um, I'll end with this. Um, one of the other things I think I, I, I would love to do this more as a family, but I know a family that they have a rule with stuffed animals when their ch- children were little, um, that every stuffed animal that came in the house, one had to leave. Um, so that's fine. You can have that, but which one are you going to give away? And, and we kind of have that. We're probably not as strict as we need to be, but that kind of policy with, with activity. Um, you're playing soccer. You can do two things. What do you want to do? Well, I want to play soccer and I want to do volleyball. All right. Well, now I want to do soccer, volleyball, and swim. All right. Well, one of those things has to go. We can only do two things at once. Um, it's just it's just keeping the overcommitment. Um, because again, our core principle, our core value in our house is if you've committed to something, you're going to follow through with it. So we just can't allow our kids to commit to a bunch of different things. They get two other than school and church. You get two things. Hey, well, we're going to take uh, just a quick break and when we come back, we'll continue this conversation about how we can do uh, what we can do to intentionally slow down and rest. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, I'm Jonathan. I'm a youth minister. Hello, I'm Reverend Jeremiah and I serve as pastor to the young people. Hey, Jeremiah. It's nice to meet you. Please call me Reverend Jeremiah or Jeremiah the Reverend is fine. (laughs) All right, Rev. Tell me a little bit about your ministry. Well, we gather twice weekly in order that we might study from the Word of God. It's awesome. What tools and resources do you use? Uh, The Bible. Yeah, of course. Do you use anything else? Um, What else would we need? Well, I know my ministry uses a ton of resources by YM360. It's super helpful and their team is really supportive. Oh, well, I'm happy for you, but I'm pretty good on doing everything on my own. Sounds kind of lonely. For me, I love having a place that I can go for resources that I can trust with people who are always in my corner. Huh. Interesting. Hey, welcome back to the Ministry of Parents podcast, where we're talking about uh, how we can intentionally slow down and rest. A couple things that both of you have mentioned kind of bring some things to mind for me. Number one, just when it comes to to scheduling your rest time, I was thinking kind of just of, of schedule in general and like a, a practice that I've tried to do recently is just to not pack my schedule as, as tightly as I feel like it needs to be packed. In other words, you don't have to have, you know, an eight o'clock meeting and a nine 30 meeting and 11 o'clock meeting and a noon meeting. And then you, you know, go or lunch with somebody else. And then you got to meet at one 30 and then 
like I have really intentionally sort of spread out the things that I'm doing. Um, and I, I realize that I'm in a season of life and, you know, kind of a, a, a church and a job that allows me to do that, but just not packing the schedule gives me more rest space, if you will. Um, and then the other thing that I, I would say is, uh, if you are someone who you have the ability to impact the culture of your church or your organization, then this needs to be a conversation culturally, because part of the reason why I am able to do that is because, you know, my pastor values that and he models that. And so, so I don't feel this kind of external pressure to have, you know, the schedule packed every day and to be incredibly, incredibly productive. And I know some of you, you, you probably do feel that. <laughs> and, you know, maybe you need to sort of raise the flag in your, your church culture or your organizational culture to be able to say, you know what, we need to give each other permission to slow down the pace and figure out how to rest. Because part of the way that I've been saying it recently, because we do have these conversations, some at our church is I think rest is a mindset. And if we can figure out a way to allow our minds to be restful um, and not have to be so productive and think about everything and do everything and be in every meeting and be in the know and everything. If we can just put our mind to rest a little bit, then I think it helps us kind of settle our body into rest um, in a little bit. So anyway, just a couple, couple of thoughts I had. I don't know if that spurs anything for you guys. Yeah. I, I was just going to jump in for and say that it reminded me, we've said this and I don't remember which podcast it was quite honestly. Um, uh, if you're in the ministry world, if you're in children's ministry and youth ministry, student ministry, really play well together, sit down and, and talk about the things you want to do that year or that semester, um, have those conversations together and have the wisdom and the courtesy to maybe be willing to go open-handed and bow out of some things that you may really want to do. But if you do it and they're doing all their things, we were, we are going to run families ragged. We're going to ministry them to death. Um, we, they've already got coaches and, and sports and different things and schools and grades. And there's so much coming out. Everybody wants a piece of their time. We as a church should value that and recognize that and say, hey, we're not going to beat you to death along with everybody else. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't do anything, but be wise and sit down together as a children's ministry, as a, as a youth ministry and say, hey, let's look at this calendar. Let's look at what we're asking people to do over this next six months. Are we stepping all over each other and them in this process? Are we giving them any time? Because the worst thing we can do is go, you need to rest. You need to rest. Now, come to all the stuff um, and you better be there. Uh, or else we're going to, you know, we're going to shame you and guilt you into why you weren't there. Um, but yeah, we, we need to build that time in. And then, hey, let's talk about rest and say, hey, we value you as a family. We want you to rest so much so that we've decided not to do this right now. Just a thought, just a thought, just if nothing else, I want to challenge you, anyone listening to this, to sit down with your youth pastor, or with your children's pastor, sit down together and lay everything down and see how much lands on top of each other, if not back to back. Maybe look at it and say, hey, this month, let's every month, let's give families two weekends a month where they're not, we're not asking something from them. I think it's great. Yeah. You know, looking at the holiday season, um, I know other ministry areas are busy. Children's ministry, it, there's always an expectation that 
we're always going to have something for children every time the doors are open. And especially during the holiday time when there's something for other groups, it's okay, well, we want the kids to be occupied too, so that, you know, parents or can go off and do something else. Um, and you have to be okay saying no to other people's expectations. Um, you know, when you look at you look at what you're doing, like Carrie said, when you play nicely with student ministry and you look at what you're doing, if you're encouraging yourself and you're encouraging the families in your church to take rest seriously, you have to say no to some really good things. And, you know, there was, there was one event that we had at our church that um, my ministry partner and I decided that we weren't going to offer anymore. It was kind of like holiday babysitting. And what it ended up being was our two families volunteered to make it happen. And it was right smack dab in the middle of the month of December when we want to be doing our own family things too. And, um, you know, so we, we made the hard decision, the hard call that we weren't going to offer that anymore. And it was a long standing thing in our church and we got feedback and, you know, some people weren't happy about it and we just, we just had to go with it. And eventually people forgot all about it. And so we took that one thing off our plate so that the other things we were doing, we could do well without taking away from our personal time of rest and our family's time of rest. Yeah. I think that's great. Kind of, you gave yourself permission to say no to something, to be able to to be able to rest in the way that you needed to. I think that's great. So uh, if I could kind of wrap us up here for a few minutes, um, we just got to figure out how to value rest more, maybe more than we value being productive and getting things done and, you know, the ministry looking good. And um, we, we have to just be able to learn how to value rest. And, and ironically, I'm going to kind of challenge all of you who are listening uh, by, by, by giving you something to do. <laughs> One of the things that we're going to, that, that, that we've provided for you this month is something that we call a personal retreat. It's the toolbox item for ministry to parents. And basically it's um, an extended quiet time, if you will. It's just an opportunity for you to spend some time looking back at your year and, and, and kind of seeing maybe you're evaluating your pace of life and evaluating kind of the way that you've done ministry. Um, but it's really an opportunity for you to interact with God in a way where he can speak to you. So hopefully it will be a restful time. Um, the, the guidelines will say you need to put aside three or four hours. You don't have to do it all at once, but you know, it's, it's helpful if you do, um, but maybe you could do it in two sessions, but this personal treat, I think will be incredibly helpful for you to figure out a way to intentionally slow down and rest. And so Amy, Carrie, anything else you want to say before we check out? Merry Christmas. Sure. We're right there. <laughs> We're right there. We are right there, my friends. I, I, anyway. hear, the, I hear the sleigh bells are jingling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to ask Carrie Ray to sing us out today. <laughs> nobody Your favorite wants that, Christmas Chris. tune. How no, about no, that? Nobody wants that. Let's okay, just close okay, this anyway, thing out in a civil way. Nobody. We don't want to ruin anybody's holiday Have season. a holly jolly Christmas. That's or, that, or that. Or that. That's a good one anyway. Hey, thanks for listening to the Mystery <laughs> Parents Cup podcast. We will talk to you again next time.